Supernatural, Praying Medic Live. Our host is a paramedic and a former atheist who now sees miracles nearly every day, and he teaches others how to live a supernatural life. Here he is, Praying Medic. Thanks for that awesome intro, honey. Hi, this is Praying Medic Live, and I'm your host, Praying Medic. I'm here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. My goal is to teach average believers how to live a supernatural life. And our guest tonight is my friend Melody Pash, who is joining us from mild stomping grounds of Tacoma, Washington. Melody, I am glad to have you on the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, Pam. Thanks for having me. You are lying. You are sick as a dog. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to be telling my secret. Well, you know, I don't want to lie, but I I know you're feeling under the weather, but I'm really glad you were willing to uh, join us on the show tonight. I'll try to go easy on you. But, yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show tonight. We're going to talk about dreams, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. So here's the deal to listeners. If you have a very short dream that you would like to have interpreted, and I mean two or three sentences, not a long story, not a novel, not multiple scenes, but a short dream, maybe a recurring dream that you haven't been able to figure out, and you want to call in, we'll give it a shot and try to interpret that dream for you. Locally, the phone number is 602 277 5369. Toll free, the number is 866-536-1100. And uh, we have the call lines open. So if you have a dream and you'd like to have a interpreted, give us a call. We'll give it a shot. So Melody, you and I had kind of a strange meeting the first time we met back in 2007, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was about that. You blew me away. I mean, I was going, I had gotten kicked out of uh, kind of a mainline denominational church. And we had just started going to an Assemblies of God, kind of a charismatic church. And you walk in the door and you start reading everybody's mail in the church. And I mean, you are just prophesying like crazy. And you're telling people about their destinies and they're recording things they're going to do and the gifts and the callings that God has them. And I'm sitting here. I'd never seen anybody prophesy in my life. I didn't know people were still doing stuff like that. I about <laughs> fell on. In fact, I think I did fall on the floor. You um, think that, but then it, it was gone. It was gone after, <laughs> after the old days. Uh, well, the prophets are gone. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, after you came and visited our church, and you were just prophesying over everybody, and you prophesied over Pastor George, I literally crawled on the floor, and I said, Lord, if this is real, I want this. <laughs> Wow. You really did um, inspire me to think outside the box and to think about the life as a believer in a much bigger way than I ever anticipated. And then right after that, God started giving me dreams about prophecy and dreams about healing and dreams about (laughs) deliverance and all this other stuff. It wasn't until after we met you and Denise went to your dream workshop in Spanaway, I think. Right. And you were having a workshop, and she went there, and you said, hey, I'm going to give you some homework. Go home and have a dream. Oh, yeah, and if you know somebody who isn't having dreams, <laughs> pray over them, and they'll have dreams. So Denise comes home from the workshop, prays over me, and that night I had my first dream in 25 years. And God appears to me in the dream and says, I want you to pray for your patients, and if you do, I'll heal them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was quite a raucous beginning for for you and I, and we've we've kept in touch over the years. But you've moved from Texas, and now you're living up in Tacoma. Yeah, 
been all over the place. Been, you have been all over the place. You are an itinerant yeah. prophet if there ever was one. Yeah, boy. God just says go, and what do you do but say yes, right? And you go. <laughs> so a lot of people think dreams come from eating pizza or from what you're thinking about before you go to bed. Where do you think dreams come from? Well, that that can be true. But the reality in my mind is that it comes from three basic places. That being soul impressions, which is that's your processing. That's what a, a psychiatrist or psychologist is going to tell you that, you know, you're processing. And we do that. We absolutely do that. But um, and some and some of the things that we're processing through are connected to woundings and other issues that are opposition that try to keep us from going forward in our life. So I call that soul impressions, but then there are attacks from the enemy, which is that opposition that I'm talking about. You know, sometimes the enemy knows a lot more about who we are than really ourselves. He, he gets a better understanding sometimes of the DNA that God's placed with us, within us, and he's fine as long as we don't know who we are, but as soon as we do know who we are, then he knows it's going to get his teeth kicked in, so then he gets worried. And then the third place that I think we obviously hear from is God, that God is speaking all the time, and he's speaking through your dreams, because that's a place where you're not going to argue or resist him. But you're also not always going to understand the dream. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> because it's a different language, right? Right, exactly. It's like learning another language. Yeah, it is yeah. a different language, and that was what, <laughs> you know, that's what blew me away is— you know, I hadn't had dreams for a long time. And when I started having them, I realized that the symbolic imagery that I was seeing in my dreams was sort of unique to me because I would talk to other people who had dreams and they had dreams about different things. Like when Denise was working as a graphic designer, she would have a lot of dreams involving computers and software and things of that nature. I had a lot of dreams involving ambulances and hospitals. Sure. And isn't a person's dream language sort of unique to, to their setting, their life, things that they're familiar Absolutely. with? You know, God is really good about, I mean, he does help you out in that he will use your colloquialism. I mean, he will, he will use things that are in your reservoir. You know, he speaks like you speak sometimes. But there are other times that because he has to hide things and he wants you to seek them out, you know, you have to, you have to, uh, interact with him to seek those things out because he's really the only one who knows, right? He, he's the only one who knows the message, knows the interpretation, and knows what he's saying. So he likes for you to come and seek him looking for that, that treasure. He is not trying to hide from us. He is Never. trying to draw us closer to him. Right. Like hiding Easter oh. eggs in the grass. Yeah, yeah, it's all about relationship because he's so crazy about relationship with us. I mean, he loves that. So he's always, now, I'm not really a puzzle kind of fan, and I'm not a big riddle fan, so the Lord and I have sort of had to work through some of that. That's, that's, not, that's not a good time to me. But he has taught me to enjoy the riddles and the puzzle pieces because he really does enjoy it. He likes for me to go shopping, looking, uh, digging for things that I didn't know we were there. You know, I'm, I feel very fortunate because, um, in a way, I think God probably thinks I'm a little bit thick-headed and dumb because I get a lot of literal dreams. I don't have a lot of symbolic dreams uh, oh, compared to compared to a lot of people. I mean, you've heard some of my dreams. 
And yeah. uh, I, I get a lot of very literal dreams where what I'm doing in the dream is what exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Right, um, right. But those symbolic dreams are really interesting. Like, and, and here's an example. I have had a lot of dreams involving warfare over the last five mm-hmm. years. Um, in one dream, I was being stalked by a sniper. In another dream, I was with a uh, group of soldiers, and we were wearing like battle dress uniforms. And sure. and I've been in, I've had dreams where I've been overseas on secret operations where I'm trying to hide from the enemy and set up like intelligence mm-hmm. equipment behind enemy lines. And the interesting thing is, I really was not understanding those dreams very well until I saw the movie American Sniper. And um. when I saw that movie, what happened was. The Holy Spirit started to connect all these dreams to scenes I had seen in the movie. And sure. he was showing me symbolically what these dreams were about. And I started to understand mm-hmm. what God was telling me about the enemy's plans and all that stuff. And at that point, I started to, the revelation just started coming and coming and flowing. And for weeks, I was getting revelation and understanding about these dreams that I did not understand up until that point. And uh, I actually wrote a book, my latest book, uh, American Sniper, Lessons in Spiritual Warfare, is based off of a whole bunch of dreams I had and s- how they tie into the scenes from the movie. So kind of interesting I how that it. all came together. Yeah. And the way God, you know, God speaks to me through movies, too. You know, I love that. You know, The Matrix is such a good movie. But oh, my, my gosh. Part, right, is where that cat walks by, you know, and it's like a glitch in the program, and, and all of the groups saying, what did you see? The cat walked by, and then he walks by again, exactly the yeah. same way. And it's interesting, because that will happen even in your dreams sometime, and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey Melody, we are going to go to break. Uh, don't go away. We will be right back. I am Praying Medic. This is Praying Medic Live, here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I am your host, Praying Medic. We are here in the, with my friend, Melody Pash, who's uh, on the phone with us from Tacoma, Washington. If you just joined us, we're talking about dreams and how to interpret them. If you have a short dream that is a couple of sentences long, nothing real uh, in-depth, we would be happy to take a shot at giving your dream an interpretation. Locally, you can call in at 602-277-5369. Toll-free, you can call in at 866-536-1100. So, Melody, <laughs> before the break, we were talking about dreams. Now, uh, you have interpreted a lot of dreams. You've taught dream workshops for years, and now you're working with interns and different people on teaching them how to, how to interpret dreams. What would you say are the most common types of dreams that people have? The, most co- the very most common is, is almost always going to be night terrors. And that's especially at an early age because of what I was talking about earlier, and that is the opposition. The enemy is going to try to keep you from knowing your destiny and your call. Meanwhile, God will be in the process of giving you destiny dreams, which confirms your call. I love those dreams. And then warning dreams. There are lots of different types of messages that God will use. 
And then keys are strategy. That's when we're contending for answers or, or we're praying for something. And um, God is, is actually answering those, those queries. And directional dreams are, are like what I would call a, a road map. He's giving you a piece of what you need to get to the next place. So those four or five are the most common. But for, for most people, they have night cares before they have anything else. Right. And it is interesting, isn't it, how the enemy will come in and try to attack people and try to get them to shut down their dream life and not pay attention to their dreams uh, in advance of God giving them destiny dreams and warning dreams and strategic dreams. It's almost like the enemy is trying to make a preemptive strike to get us to sort of shut down our ability to receive you know, dreams from God. Right. You're absolutely right, PM. What he's doing is he's trying to get you to shut your eyes shut your physical eyes and your spiritual eyes so that you can't see where you're going and who you are. And if he can get you blinded where you're intimidated and you're afraid to look at your call because he's telling you that there'll be a retaliation or backlash if you show up and you do what you're called to do, then he can keep you shut down. But if we are listening to what God is speaking about, then what we also need to understand is that God is going to give us um, the power and the grace and the enabling to be able to fulfill what he's called us to. And the enemy is just telling us that so that he can deceive us and shut us down. Right. So I've got a question for you. I, mm. I take a lot of uh, requests from people uh, through private messages to interpret dreams. And one of the most common things that I see a, a, a symbolic element in a dream is a house. People sure. are living in different types of houses. They go and they into the basement and they find something in the basement. My son had a very interesting dream a couple of weeks ago where he was in his new apartment that he just rented. It's the actual apartment that he's living in. But there was a secret room off on the side and he was actually... He said, I felt like Jesus was there with me, and he showed me this secret room, and it was like a, a spa. <laughs> some, people have, some people have dreams where they go up into hidden floors above the sure. main level that they don't know that were there. So what, generally speaking, when people have these dreams about houses, what is God talking about when he gives them these dreams? Well, let's address first kind of what your son was experiencing, so I don't forget that. But whenever there's a piece off of, there's something off of the house that you may currently live in, then you you would know this. But, but basically what God is doing is he's inviting you into another realm, another dimension, something that you can't see, right? Right. So the house, but the house in a dream can't, it, it basically depends. You know, there's one thing about God, and that is there is no methodology or formula that's ever going to work. Right. Nothing it is means, like written in stone. Right, it's in concrete. Right. It, it, it Sometimes right. it means this, but sometimes it, it doesn't. Out. Right. Right. It's going to change. So it depends. If the house is a house you grew up in, right, it's probably going to represent your generational issues and family line, your bloodline, in other words. And God considers that property, your bloodline. He, he metaphorically would, would speak of that like it's land or 
you know, it's it's that house, the house, the house of David, the house of, you know, whatever the family is. If it's a house that you currently live in, it's going to relate to a structure sometimes or a covering that's in your lives that you're dealing with and interfacing with today, in this moment. So it's basically saying, we're in this moment that I'm showing you this message. This message is not for what was, not for what's to come. It's for today. It's like a, a 411 or what I call an information call saying, this is for now. This is where you are exactly. If the house is non-relative to your current life and it's not one that you've ever lived in, then it might be about uh, what you your 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 whole life. In other words, how you've built that is that something that's been been built with a good foundation. It's healthy. It's flourishing structure, or is it one that's in disrepair and it's falling down? That's kind of the that's kind of the way it works. So, a lot of people have dreams where they're driving a car, or a mm-hmm. truck, or they're flying an airplane. Or they're in some kind of vehicle. Right. What do vehicles tend to rep- speak of when, symbolically when we see them in dreams and when, and when we're driving a vehicle? They're, they're going to tend to depict your, your personal ministry or outreach. It, it could sometimes be connected to your character and gifting. In other words, something that's innately in you. Uh, say it's a little red sports car. You're probably the person that's sort of a racehorse you know, rather than the one that's sort of thinking things through. Sometimes it relates to your character and your propensities, and other times it will be about your natural or even, you know, something in the natural where you're specifically in, say, a voluntary uh, operation or you're engaging in some type of service in your church for the elderly. You teach Sunday school or you teach school. It could be about your occupation. It could be about your bent in life, or it could be about, you know, what you do. Uh, you've read Ira Milligan's book, Understanding the Dreams You Dream. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about that book, and if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'll put links to the resources that we recommend below the podcast notes. Um, Ira Milligan's book was really interesting in that he suggested that the structure of a dream if you have, let's say, a dream that has three scenes, that usually, not all the time, usually the first scene of the dream gives you the subject matter of the dream, the general overall subject, and the next two scenes will give you the revelation that relates to that subject. Do you find that to be generally uh, a pretty accurate way to look at dreams? And we're going to be going to break your melody in just a minute, so you can, you can give a short answer and then we can pick up after the break. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know that it always works that way for me. However, the theme is usually in that first paragraph or two. Yeah, and that's been my experience. Normally, if I if there's a, a three scene dream, for me, yeah. the first scene tends to speak of God's the subject that He wants me to talk that He wants to speak to me about, mm-hmm. and then the second dream gives a little more, or the second dream or scene gives a little more revelation about it. The third one puts a summary on, on the dream. It's, it's yeah, very, and very, sometimes your resolution is in that third scene. Too. The resolution, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. it's almost like a song, how you try to resolve the song at the end. It's very interesting to me. I, I love studying dreams. 
cool. So we're going to go to break, Melody. Do not go away. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I am your host, Praying Medic, with my friend, Melody Pash. And if you just joined us, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, dreams. If you have a short dream and you would like to uh, have us give an interpretation, you can call in locally. The phone number is 602-277-5369, toll free, 866-536-1100. Melody, got a question for you. You know, if you're not having dreams right now, do you know if there's anything a person can do to increase their ability to receive dreams? Absolutely. And my suggestion is always going to be to ask. You know, the Word says that when we ask for bread, we're not going to be given a stone. So I believe that when you ask the Lord for dreams and for that communication, if that's your desire, He'll give that to you. So I like to pray every night before I go to sleep, sanctify my mind, body, soul, and spirit, and ask him to sanctify my imagination and to bring my dreams and visions and night experiences into alignment with his purposes. And I ask him to release things that are going to be strategy that I need that are connected to my DNA and what he's basically created, created me for. And when we ask, he will always respond. He's always listening. Yeah, that's been my experience, too. I have found that, you know, when I developed a nightly routine of asking for dreams, yeah. writing them down, yep. <laughs> journaling yeah, them. It does take a little discipline. bit of discipline. And I, sure. I have found, and I, I know other people who have had the same issue, if you don't journal your dreams, and if you don't take them seriously, it seems like your dreams start to kind of drop off. But if you're journaling them and if you're praying about them and if you're really seeking to understand them, yeah, it's like, it's this, it's to me, it's almost like the concept of stewardship. Revelation yeah. is God asks us to steward the revelation he gives us. Absolutely. And if you're a good steward of what he gives you, he gives you more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take responsibility of that gift, because that really is a gift. It's a very unique and wonderful gift, and it's a great way to hear from him because it's a very pure way where he's able to deposit things. You know, Holy Spirit, I think, just hovers over us as we sleep and, and deposits seeds of our future and destiny into our spirits, and we don't even have to understand it all, but we do need to seek him about it all. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing that helped me relax a little bit about my dreams because uh, quite frankly I have some bizarre dreams that I have no idea even what was in the dream <laughs> I've had these dreams where I literally the only way I can explain it is all night long my spirit was receiving revelation from yeah. the holy spirit it was like I was in the you know holy spirit high school sure. all night long I had the spiritual downloads into my spirit when mm -hmm. I woke up I knew that I had been receiving revelation all night long, I could not tell you a single thing that I received. It was just all huh. locked up in spiritual language. Right. Right. Couldn't understand it, made no time. sense of it. Couldn't tell you what any of it was. It's easy to think when you have those dreams. I don't remember anything about the dream. I don't. I can't recall. Yeah. But but yeah. some dreams are purely for our spirit to be edified 
and they're not really for our natural mind to understand. Mm-hmm. It's my experience anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to open up a can of worms here. Oh, dear. <laughs> I have had dreams where I have traveled places and I have mm-hmm. prayed for people and yeah, they, they have been healed in the dream. Yeah. And I have found out later that they were actually physically healed the same night that I prayed for them. Yeah. Do people actually go places, literal places in the spiritual world in dreams? Well, I'm going to get really controversial with you. You know, as long as you're going to open that can of worms, let's just uh, throw a big wrench. I believe not only do you actually, your spirit actually goes somewhere and travels and co-labors with the Lord, but I also believe that he visits you. You have visitation, uh, angelic, and and he himself comes and sits with you and and fellowships with you and speaks to you and gives you those downloads sometimes that you that you don't have a complete understanding of. I believe that that's absolutely what's happening. Hey, Mel, we're going to pick up on this subject in a minute. We have Sharice calling from South Florida, and I think okay. she has a dream she wants us to interpret. Sharice, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Sharice. Great. How are you all doing? We're doing awesome. Do you, have a, do you have a short dream we can interpret for you? I do. Well, let her run. Um, okay. I was walking up a huge staircase with big wood staircase following um, a mentor, and she stopped and pointed behind me, and I looked behind me, and there was a little boy standing there holding um, a, a classroom picture of a, of a class of students, like in second or third grade. And on the back of the paper, it was writing in French, and I don't speak French. And the child, I felt like it was my relative, but or my, my son, um, that I didn't know. And that's all that, that part of that dream that I had. Melody, I yeah. think this is right in your wheelhouse. You want to take a shot at that I, one? I was absolutely going to say that this, the little boy is going to, is going to represent, you know, you're, you're going into a place of elevation as you're elevating, you know, the spirit's elevating you, you're going toward greater revelation and going into another realm of that revelation. And the little boy that's behind you is maybe two things. One thing is he is he he could be a part of you in in that moving forward. In other words, your child likeness. But I also really believe, and I was going to ask you if you had either lost a baby or even a brother, or that that there was some child in the family that maybe is is um is is on your grid in other words and the lord is just speaking to you about and and giving you uh understanding of of it it, it connects with who you are but i sense that it's it's a real little boy it's not just about you it's someone who is in the family or have you lost a baby no, that there, my mother did before me, though. You had a sister or brother who who died as a child. Um, yeah, um, as an infant, wasn't didn't make it to be born. Okay, okay. Very likely, that little one is going to be your brother. Hmm. <laughs> wow. And the picture with the the 
the class picture is probably going to represent the revelation of what in the natural would have been his future, you know, could have connected to where he was going, but is probably connected to in the spirit what he has experienced. Does that make sense? Some of those types of things are very, um, the spiritual, the very spiritual dreams, they're hard to explain in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which is why the writing was in French on the back of the photograph, probably. Yeah, it's, very, <laughs> it's very difficult sometimes because there are so many different elements of, yeah, in French, you know, maybe in your family, but it probably just depicts, you know, a language that is foreign foreign to you okay so the infant that died were the was this baby still in the womb or died after birth do you know that it was a boy or you don't know whether it was a you don't know the gender i don't know the gender okay i really believe that it's the little boy though i really believe wow does that help sharice It does, yes. All right, we're going to go to break. Do not go away. We'll be back with more of Praying Medic Live and Melody on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I'm your host, Praying Medic, with my friend, Melody Pash. And if you just joined us, we are talking about dreams. So, Melody, before we went to the break and before we took the uh, dream from Cherise, we were talking about going places in the spirit and having visitations. I have had a number of visitations from people in dreams. I've had several visitations from Jesus. I had C.S. Lewis visit me in a dream not too long ago. I love it. Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing. I think I need to tell people about this dream. So... First of all, you have to understand that the book of Hebrews says that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And some people believe, and I believe, that the cloud of witnesses is essentially an open gathering of the saints who have departed their physical bodies, but they're still around in the, in the spiritual world, and they're still able to interact with people, especially if they, you are someone who is walking in a calling or a gifting similar to theirs. So I had this dream one night where C.S. Lewis paid me a visit, and I didn't physically see him, and I didn't hear him speaking. It was spirit-to-spirit communication, so it was just transmission of thoughts. He was telling me that when he was alive, he had some problems with choices of words that he used in his books. And he was suggesting to me that I should be very, very careful to pick the exact word to convey a certain meaning, because the choice of one word or another makes a huge difference in how readers perceive what you're trying to tell them. And uh, he gave me some illustrations from his life. Ever since I had that dream, I have become much more conscientious, and I spend a lot more time picking the correct words when I'm writing a blog post or writing a book. It was just a, a very, very amazing, instructive dream for me. Have you had dreams like that? That's incredible. Yeah, I have. What I love about that dream is, you know, even in in dream interpretation, it's the same way. And the Lord has spoken to me about that. In your interpretation, the words that you used are very important in conveying the message that he's giving, which is why we have to seek him about the message rather than be talking out of our heads and our knowledge. 
So, yeah, that is a great dream. I have, I've had dreams where I've had lots of dreams where I've had people prophesy to me, like Cindy Jacobs prophesied to me, and Chuck Pierce, you know, these are, these are modern-day prophets, uh, who are national, international prophets, and, and they all uh, prophesied, and, and I believe that they, they gave me an impartation. An impartation, yeah. Yeah. When Cindy did it, it was, when Cindy Jacobs did it, I knew that I knew that I knew that it was a commissioning. It was an absolute commissioning. So, yeah, I love those dreams because I believe that it's absolutely happening. They're they're amazing. I mean, I've had uh, you know Patricia King show up in my dreams. I've had Stacey yes, Campbell show up. I am awesome. <laughs> I love Patricia King. Yes. Uh, you know, I think I've had you show up in one of my dreams too, at least a couple. Oh gosh. To give me oh, gosh, to gosh. give me prophetic revelation and instruction, actually. So, I love it. Now let's talk about what you're doing now with the Now Interpret This and your website and what you're doing with your interns. Well, I, per- I have a personal site that is just MelodyPash.com. I don't know if we need to spell that out or what. It's M-E-L-O-D-Y-P-A-A-S-C-H, two A's, dot com. S-C-H dot com, yes. And um, that site kind of directs you to the school. Everything sort of leads you to the school. But uh, I do personal dream interpretation there, or prophetic delivery you can order either of those, and you can also apply to the school. Um, you have to, to fill out an application to be a part of the school, but the school you can check out at nowinterpretthis.org, and basically what we do is we train in spiritual gifts. So, yes, it's about dreams and about the prophetic, and we have a dream interpreta- interpretation side, and then we have a prophetic side. But it's all about just identifying and recognizing and refining and and being released in your gifts. That's really what the school is all about. You're a spiritual mama. Yeah. You're a a prophetic mother is what you are. You love raising up young little prophetic people and releasing them into their own calling, into their own communities, into their own ministries. I do. It makes my heart beat. I think that's cool. So if anybody out there is interested in learning more about prophecy, about dreams, uh, you might want to check out her website. Now, real quick question, Melly. Imagine you have a magic wand, and you can wave that magic wand and make one teaching about God disappear. What one teaching do you get rid of? Well, you're going to laugh because it's really a teaching. I don't know how to say it any other way. It's almost like a teaching or a statement of omission instead of direct statements about God. In other words, where I came from, the omission of speaking of God's love caused us to believe that God was more interested in our performance than in our needs and in relationship with us. That's the thing I wish I'd been taught. I wish I'd been taught. I was taught about relationship, but... I always thought that God was looking for me to be perfect and was, by nature, somewhat angry. Yeah, so was I, which is why I became an atheist, because I thought, well, you know, who really needs a grumpy, angry God? I mean, I don't really... Right? Yeah, we don't don't need a God like that. We need a God that's going to be daddy. There's enough people in the world that are having a bad day. I don't need a God who's having a bad day. I mean, for Pete's sake. Right. I mean, I thought he was a God that had no emotions. You know, that he was 
a, a God that was a sovereign deity with no heart. He's a, he is a sovereign deity, but he has a huge heart. He does. It's full of love a for love all of us. For us, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He is a good wow. daddy. Oh, man. Oh, man. And he loves his kids. He loves talking to us. And he'll do it any way he can. So speaking of talking to us, what do you think is the one thing that kind of hinders people from hearing God's voice more clearly? I think it's as much as anything, an individual's belief that God's too big or too far away or... Too busy? Just too, yeah, too too busy to be interested and to be speaking intimately to us. Do you think Um, that comes from how people are treated by their relatives and friends? Like, if you assume that your parents are too busy to be intimately involved in your life, maybe you assume God's the same way. Sure, absolutely. And you know how we're afraid, too, that, that, you know, by nature, like, we're afraid to trust? It's the same way with God. It's like sometimes we're so afraid of being deceived that we are deceived. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're so afraid of of a personal experience with Him in relationship that we we hinder that and we shut that down and we don't get that experience because we're afraid that for me it was I was afraid he would be that harsh God that that I always thought he was, you know, because that's the way my father was sort of brash. He was kind of loud. And I just figured, well, that's probably who God was too. It was all I knew at the time. Do you think a lot of people like Christians are okay with Jesus and maybe okay with the Holy Spirit, but that father figure, I'm not so sure about him, because if he's anything like my earthly father, I don't want anything to do with him? Absolutely. Absolutely. The orphan spirit, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge, it's sure. a huge issue. Yeah, it, it really is. But I also think that Christians are, they're also still missing that intimate fellowship with especially Holy Spirit, because Jesus is more you know, accept it. You know, we hear about Jesus, we're taught more about Jesus, we know what Jesus did for us, what he appropriated for us, the redemption in that, but even Holy Spirit, sometimes it's even hard to get there. Good stuff, Melody. Very good stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about your ministry is you're all about teaching people how to connect with the Father, how to connect with the Holy Spirit, how they interact with us. I think it's just awesome what you're doing. Um, So once again, if people want to get a hold of you, it's MelodyPash.com. M-E-L-O-D-Y-P-A-A-S-C-H dot com. And they can go to nowinterpretthis.org. Or they can find you on Facebook. Absolutely. And they can find books on Amazon like you. We've got a couple of there. And you have a book on Amazon. It's a... Dream Journal. Yeah. We have Now Interpret This Dream Journal on Amazon, which is a great template for recording your dreams. Hey, Melody. We are going to have to go. Uh, I th- thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, if you want to visit my website, it's prayingmedic.com. You can go there, check out my articles and videos. If you want to check out my books, you can go to amazon.com, check out my books there. Thank you for joining us. Tune in every Thursday night at 8 o'clock on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX.